Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Let's go, fellas! Week 18 NFL football. We are here for another episode of the Patriots podcast. I'm Sean with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Gentlemen, week 18, first time ever in the history of the NFL. Too much, too little. You wish the regular season went on forever? What do you think? Uh, I love the 16-game season, so just love the math of it and how it was perfect. And the whole setup was awesome. 17th week. I mean, it was exciting. There were definitely some games that were on the line. Uh, which was very cool, very disappointing as a Patriots fan. Just the way it went out uh, ended up being a meaningless game. Um, but Miami took a bite out of us really early and just, you know, didn't didn't lose. You know, we really couldn't do anything was what it comes down to. It wasn't like they played great. Tua is not that good. Their running game absolutely gashed us when they're supposed to be a terrible running game. Um, you know, just overall, we got we got beaten up. Classic late game. Miami, you know, it's happened to us a lot with them. It's a bummer. I like the Week 18. Uh, I, I always feel like more football, the better. Um, takes its toll on these NFL players coming in that late. I guess it, it's good because they shorten the preseason, but those guys don't usually play much, the starters. Anyway, um, I think probably don't get attached to it because it's going to go to 18. Um, probably, yeah. Probably fairly quickly. Uh, well, you're shaking your head. No, you don't think so? Oh, no, I'm just... I, I think I'm with James. I, I love the symmetry of the 16-game schedule. And so 17 and these odd-numbered uh, final records, they're all throwing me off. And I'm thinking about 18, I'm like, oh, man, that's too much. But then it's an even number of games. <laughs> so it's an even yeah, somewhere an... that scratches me where I itch. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, I do like 18. It's going to be a lot of injuries, though. I don't know. 18's a lot, man. Look at right now with COVID and everything. It's like filling rosters. You're going to get less talent on the field is what that kind of equates to, right? It did feel like that all year with all the COVID and the long season, just the injuries coming in. I mean, there's a handful of teams that lost tons of players before the, the season even started, you know, and then you try to work through a whole season in this COVID time, and it's like nearly impossible to uh, predict. So I think it adds a little bit of unpredictability, but I do like, I do know what you mean as far as like the even number and the tradition of 16 games. But there was a time when there was like 12 games, right? Yeah, 12, then 14, 16. It's just, that's the grumpy old man in me that's like, this is the way it's been. And so I understand, I don't know, it's like, oh, 14 and two record is great. And then the, the Packers almost won 14 games and it'd be like, well, that's not a real 14 game win season. And then never never mind all the individual records. Well, if we take away this game, ten and six feels a whole lot better than seven. (laughs) Doesn't it? It does because you lose the Dallas game. Dallas is no wasn't right or no? He's talking about take away week eighteen, but I both both points hold. If you took away the seventeenth game on the schedule, which was actually the Cowboys game, yeah, uh, that that's because that was right. That was the new NFC game. But We've been very lucky with injury and COVID all season. I feel like the last few weeks is starting to catch up to us a little bit. Yeah. So that's something where you could bring that, you know, 18-week regular season up and, and make a valid point there. But the way we're limping in right now, it's not pretty. It's not the best. And uh, if the Patriots had it their way, it probably would have been about an 11-game regular season with the way that they were playing at the end of November. That would have been the time to start the playoffs, but every team's got their own clock. 
and when they peak. And the Pats are definitely on the downside from the peak, um, which was happening after that that first win against the Bills, uh, who we get to play again for a third time this season. We'll talk about that more later. For this this Dolphins game, I mean, it, it really just felt as simple as you, you're down two scores on two touchdowns on the first two possessions of the game. You go down 17 nothing at the start of the second quarter, and it was just... It totally threw their rhythm off. I think Terrible. I think the Patriots have one uh, come from behind win on the season. Uh, maybe it's just a halftime deficit coming back uh, when they beat the the Texans with that fourth quarter Furies comeback. But it's true, this is a play from ahead team definitely, and you put them behind the eight ball against a a uh, good coach who is no no longer with a job, which, again, we'll touch into that later. So much stuff yeah. happened. Yeah. Just well, like a big week. It was a big week. Big fucking week. So the, I mean, the, the Pats game, the, the running game was pretty successful, but it was largely taken out of it, particularly in the second half when you're down uh, a double-digit deficit. Pass protection, what, I mean, the, the Dolphins were just teeing off because they knew we had to throw the ball, so they're teeing off on our offensive line. Replacement yep. at left tackle. Heron steps in for the injured win. Uh, and James, you touched on defensively. It's just pretty ugly. It was like get off the field on third down. Just get off the field. Tackle better. That's what stu- stood out to me. They just didn't tackle. I feel like Duggar is the one that fills in a lot of the space there, tackling wise. But you know, right out of the gate, you said 14 points. We let them go down and score, which we've seen to do this season. Is you know the scripted plays an offensive coordinator has will kind of get to us in the first play and then we kind of tighten things down which you know we kind of did to a point there um but they let up you know what was it third and two on our first drive or something and we go five wide spread them out and we throw a pick six so bad throw by mac but it's also in that situation when they ever you know we're running the ball you know the rest of the game we ran the ball really well or started to run the ball pretty well um why would you go to that for a rookie quarterback? Like, this is a game you don't really need. You put them in five wide, spread them out in third and one. You don't do that all year, and then you do it on a third and one. So that was a big mistake. I mean, I hated some of the refing in this, but that went a little bit of both ways. But there were some really questionable calls. Uh, the Brandon Bolden one comes to mind, which it's on <laughs> the sneak, the fake. Was a punt or field goal? I don't fake remember. Punt. It was a punt. Fake yeah. punt. I mean, it was... And Brandon Bolden dives at him, doesn't hit him. The the punter doesn't know what he's doing. He's supposed to keep going for the fourth down, or, you know, for the first down marker. Kind of stops, wiggles, go like looks like he's sliding, isn't sliding. His knees never touch. Bolden doesn't hit him, and they throw the flag, and it just extends this drive. They've had a lot of extended drives due to penalties. I don't know what we're gonna get in the playoffs. You know, that's kind of what I come out of this. It's like, are we gonna get the seven win streak team, or are we gonna get the last four week team? Or three of the last four weeks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I thought another horrible, horrible loss in uh, Miami. It's really frustrating. We haven't won there in a couple of years. I thought there was some really bad uh, drive-extending penalties that the Dolphins scored on. Uh, you go into this game without Hightower, without Duggar, uh, Sean Wade, Miles Bryant out with COVID, and just a handful of guys had a terrible day. Uh, you're playing the likes of Sean Davis. D'Angelo Ross got, the, got 46 snaps in this game, 68% of the snaps. Um, I thought the defensive line was poor. We got nine pressures all day. Pressures, not sacks. Um, Dietrich Wise had a 38.8 PFF score. I don't know what he does. So just (laughs) 
just just getting onto the game here. Uh, we came, They came out passing on us, waddle everywhere, methodically just torching us. Fair enough, seven nothing. And then immediately, we we run the ball twice, nice runs, and a terrible throw by Mac. Just you know, he didn't he doesn't read Xavier Howard uh, breaking off his uh, off his guy. It throws him to the flat, pick six. We're down fourteen nothing, and you think, like, oh. why would you make that play call? with a rookie when you they do have two really good corners. It's like, do, did you not study their defense at all? You don't know that their best players are their cornerbacks? I mean, that's that's part of it. And then in the next drive, you can't do anything and you punt. And Miami gets the ball, and we finally get a stop on Miami's 42, and they fake a punt, and Brandon Bolden gets called for that unnecessary roughness where his helmet didn't even touch him. And then Miami starts running all over us, and before you know it, it's 17-0. Um, more... I mean, we, we get a couple drives together, third quarter, it's third and seven, and there's defensive pass interference on Mills. That's The guy doesn't even know where the ball is. He just throws his hands up. and Literally, oh, my God, that was infuriating. And it's 24-10. Um, in the fourth quarter, we force a punt on Miami's 33, and Lawrence, get, Lawrence Guy gets called for an illegal formation penalty. I mean, <laughs> just like all Not good. All these penalties, these stupid fucking penalties, and, and a couple of them bad calls, and they scored on every one of those drives. Yeah. And they punished us for it. You had Mac throw that pick and the, the fumbled snap, and they scored on every one of those drives. Did they change the center on that fumbled snap? They did. Uh, David Andrews had a uh, equipment malfunction, and Karras switched to center for that one snap. I believe it was just the one snap, and... He fumbles the snap, of course. They get, Did Miami he gets drop it? What happened? Bad. That was Mac. I think. I, well, it's hard to say. There's no. I mean, Mac I think it's a relationship a, thing, right? Yeah, I mean, you can't really all out blame Mac. A new guy comes in for a play and he fucks up. It's like, well, clearly that guy had something to do with it. It's a it's a relationship <laughs> thing. It's it's there's not that many men that you put their hands right between their legs and receive a crucial snap. He probably because he plays guard doesn't have baby powder and stockings up there like Tom Brady like you know what I mean he's probably got a sweaty grundle they're playing in Miami it's 80 something degrees and he's you know organic air freshener in there the slippy grundle you know yeah, bro, yeah nice, nice. <laughs> it was raining I think for some of that game yeah don't, don't yeah don't cringe at the grundle reference that's an anatomical reference that's yeah. a, that's a clinical word anyways yeah. on to the fucking uh, Lawrence guy play. <laughs> I, I'm I'm done with Lawrence Guy and Dietrich Wise. They're the two huge guys that. Where's the production? Larry's been Dietrich. great. Lawrence Guy has been great for years past, and we have signed him to a four-year deal at age 32, and it might have been one year too much. And by one year, I meant one contract, so four years at, too much. Yeah, at least too much. At least one year. Well, too much. he's relatively cheap. Dietrich Wise is too, but I don't understand how Dietrich Wise is uh, on the field so much. It's like he doesn't really. He doesn't play the run well at all, I guess, no matter where he is. He doesn't play the pass well either. What is pass, he, he can at least occasionally use his long arms in the pass rush, but it's not very often. He must be an amazing practice player. He must be. He must tear it up in practice, because how else could you justify him p- playing nearly three-quarters of the snaps? When you have Uche, like, I'd rather Uche on the field. Winovich got a couple it, looks, too. Yeah, I'd rather either of them on the field. Than Uche had five Uche snaps on the day. I just don't understand that. You and don't you noticed five... him, the five snaps he was on there. Yeah, he flashes. You know, I he's... knew he was there. I was like, oh, Uche, there he is. All right, all right. Yeah. He's like in the play. Uh, do you think the, uh, the the 
special teams coordinator, whoever, whatever that guy's name is. You think he's done? He's been. He's special teams have been bad this year. Well, they said overall that they had three punts blocked. It was the most in decades. That's what I mean. Three punts blocked. We haven't had a one one single. Maybe I don't think one single return kick. A lot of uh, a lot of penalties coming from that. A lot of penalties there. Um, just overall, just like bad unit. Like Joe Judge that, is on the market. He's on the market, and we spend a ton of money on fucking special teams. How many special teams only players do we have? A, a million. Shitload. Six. And it's like, yeah. why do they suck if they are one of the best, highest paid units in the goddamn league? So that's him. Get that dude out of the building. He was having a <laughs> mental breakdown on the sideline. It's like, dude, what are you? You're the special teams coach. This Get weird. it together. Half chin strap, fucking goatee. Like, <laughs> you know, I just who is this guy, and why yeah, does he have know. a job? We're the fucking Patriots. We can't get anyone. I know Belichick likes to develop his own guys as far as coaching, but who is this guy? Get him off special. The penalties. I can think of like five penalties that have extended drives throughout the year when the other team was going to punt, jumping off offside, lining up illegally, uh, pushing a guy out of bounds. I mean. Just think back yeah. in the did. neutral zone. It's like, oh my god, twelve men. There were a couple twelve men. Yeah. Earlier in the season, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I can't get, believe this guy's a job. And yet Bill we still we still don't know his name. This we just spent two minutes shitting on this dude. Cameron Acord. <laughs> there we go. He said it. We got yeah. one. He's, he said Cam Acord or whatever. <laughs> I looked him up. I said, get this fucking guy out of here. What's his name? I need to know. Oh man, I hope he's not on your list on the wall that you're. <laughs> Crossing people out in lipstick like that dude in Billy Madison. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you know, I'd love to cut Lawrence Guy, but we owe him like two, three million a year for the next two years. I don't, I don't quite get. Him. Yeah, he might be on, hurt. He could be. He could be hurt. Uh, speaking of hurt, Christian Barmore goes down in what was initially a panic-inducing uh, looking injury for me, at least, uh, probably for all three of us. Well, given how Joe much we Mark we like what he's shown in his rookie flying year, flying into him. Yeah, yeah, it sucked. Uh, a, Apparently, no structural damage. Uh, he was a limited participant in practice today, so he will be questionable. And, yeah, Belichick use, uses that that label very liberally. So it could be a 10% chance. could be a 90% chance. Who knows? Yeah. That he plays in the wild card game. The way he looked, the, the pain he looked like he was in, I don't see how he could play next week. Unless you, you shoot that knee up with some morphine or something. I don't know. You know, and... Yeah, I mean, he, he looked pretty hurt. I, I mean... I could see him coming back in two weeks, but this week that's going to be tough. They went to commercial, but he got carted off, too. Literally. Yeah, yeah pretty bad. Hopefully precautionary, but uh, once again, Patriots drop a late game in the season in Miami. Uh, continues to be a sore spot for Bill Belichick and really a black mark on, on his career record where there aren't many. Uh, so I was, I don't know about you guys, I was flipping back and forth between this and the Bills game trying to keep an eye and of course the jets are hanging in there hanging in there it's 10 to 3 at some yeah. point forever it was like 10 to 3 or 7 to 3 and then the jets it's like every time i'd see on the bottom line that they got the ball oh my god the jets have the ball they're only one score down and just like give it right back give it right back yeah uh it was close for a while and then the bills pulled away at the end so i wasn't that worried about the very end of this game what what i got from the the fourth quarter from the Patriots was Mac Jones got some guts, sticks with it. His teammates said the same thing at the end. I mean, from a, a rookie quarterback making the playoffs, uh, never quitting, 
Gotta like what yep. you saw there. One thing for me is the emotions. Man, he he can really fly off the handle, and it's mostly like being mad at himself or being mad at any mistakes that happen out there. Yeah, I'm like, you just gotta tamp that down a little bit. I'd like to see him more even keeled. Yes, he's like 22, 23. It'll come, uh, and yep. some some of that enthusiasm is helpful. But I just like to see him stay a bit more in the middle emotionally. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind the way he flies off the handle. I think it's kind of funny, but. I'm not. I think, like you said, it, it'll develop. Um, I think he's. I'm pretty. I'm pretty happy with what we've come. You know, gotten in Mac. I think people judge him or judging him extremely hard because of our previous quarterback, which is understandable. You know, Brady Cam being. Cam, oh. Yeah, Cam Newton. No, Brady and then Cam Newton. So it's like we're, we were expecting a home run, and. You know, it's shown that I feel like these games, the ones we've lost recently, all to the best team or better teams in the league, is that it shows we don't have the talent or the the speed around Mac that we need because when he plays these lesser teams, he's dropping dimes all over the field. The Jets, uh, even the the Texans come back. Uh, the Jags game, he looked great. He's dominating because his receivers are getting open, in, you know, by a considerable measure or at least a little bit. So I feel like that it just further proves if he had a guy you know if he had the waddle or jamar chase or one of these new young guys that are that he would be familiar with it's a big difference like he's just coming on with hunter henry you know what i mean wilkerson i feel like he was pretty good with mac because just last game because they practiced a lot it seems like mac needs people that he can practice over and over repetition with and i think that's going to develop so yeah i think i think the biggest thing with mac is he needs to iron out the big mistakes from his game um, and I, you know, he's been pretty good on the whole as a rookie to come in and play in this offense. Um, I'd give him probably like a B plus on the season. I think he's been pretty good. Yeah, it's, it's fair. Yep. <clears throat> some of the some of the picks are just bad decisions, and he's gotten away with quite a few of them this year. Um, that one to uh, to Xavier Howard, where he, he's trying to throw to the really should be throwing to the inside shoulder of Jacoby. He throws to the outside, and Xavier Howard's right there. It's just a lot of mistakes that he's making, and, um, you know, maybe that'll come with time and he can fix that. I think the, the one thing I'm concerned about with him is he find, he has a hard time getting into rhythm, it feels like, especially in the first half. Um, and, and I wish we would stop deferring the kickoff in, in a lot of ways because we have not done well in the second quarter and that into, like, the third quarter where it overlaps and we get the ball. Mm. We, have, we haven't done shit with that all year. And we keep deferring. I'd like to see us try to get him the ball earlier in the game and get into some kind of rhythm. They definitely do play better from ahead. So the the Patriots wind up at 10-7. and seven, uh, And I mentioned we were watching the Bills game. Also watching a million other games. This is a, actually a really great weekend of football. Uh, the Chiefs on Saturday, I had my hopes all the way up. I was like, if everything mm-hmm. breaks, we're going to be the number one seed. Uh, and... The Broncos have, I think they had a one-point lead, and they're inside the 10-yard line pretty far into the fourth quarter. They just drop the ball, and they take it back. Chiefs take it back for a touchdown and walk away with that win. Oh, that, that was sucked. so ridiculous. And then he brought it all the way back. I mean, it was like an 80- or 90-yard return. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I shit on Drew Locke. He probably played as well as Drew Locke can possibly play, and that's what happens. Yeah. Denver feels like they're – a quarterback away from being legit a, again. A really good team. They have a lot of good pieces there. Uh, defensively, they got Sertain in the draft. He looks legit. 
you know, they, they've always had a pretty good defense there. But I, I was looking at the stats. I don't think they've made the playoffs since 2015 or 2016, which is very strange for the Broncos. Historically. They haven't had a quarterback. Yeah. That's I mean, the thing. Yeah. It's a linchpin, and it's cost a couple co- uh, coaches their jobs out there, including Vic Fangio. He'll be snatched up. Some Somebody yeah, will get him on their defense. Yeah. At least on their defense, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see other games. A couple surprising upsets. Uh, one in the the NFC, a little less surprising. The Lions able to beat the Packers. Packers basically sat down their superstars in the first half or into the second quarter. I think that Rodgers yeah, and, and started, Dante right? Adams, yeah, they started. They got a little work. It was like the second preseason game is how they approached it. And the Lions won their Super Bowl by winning this game. <laughs> And oh, they played great too, man. It was a lot of fun to watch, dude. <laughs> what a joke! But uh, they they like their coach. I think the, those players they play hard for their coach, and you see the opposite of that in a lot of teams. Looking at you, New York Giants. Dan, did Dan Campbell? Did he? Is it right? That's the coach. Yeah. He didn't get fired. No, no, he only coached no. one, one year, and that that team's all dog right, shit. All right. Yeah, they like him there. I thought I heard something that he got fired, but I'm happy to hear he didn't. No, they like one him. year is rough. No, but Anthony Lynn Whatever. got fired. I can't believe he hired Anthony Lynn to be an off- offensive coordinator. That too was offensive coordinator, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, that was. How a... does Anthony Lynn get jobs, man? It's unbelievable. Could not millions tell of dollars. You. Anthony Lynn, Jason Garrett, these guys just get jobs. It's like, what are you thinking? Yeah, they're just not the not good. Yeah. So they'll uh, probably come away with uh, you know one of those top defensive ends. And then in the AFC. Big giant upset. I think it was like a 16 point line or something like that. The Jaguars hosting the Colts. Colts win and you're in, and the Colts lay an absolute dud. They lose by double digits. Carson Wentz, yikes. Oh, I yeah. Mean, I mean, you have to completely reevaluate the way you think about that entire organization after that. Literally. I mean, they had two weeks to, like you said, win and you're in. They had Oakland the week before, they lost by three, and then this game. I mean, it was amazing that this was an Indianapolis team that beat us. It's like, how the fuck did we? Lo- how did they play so good against us and so bad, so bad against the Jacksonville team? We just hung fifty on. Like last week, looked like a goddamn track meet for our receivers, yeah. who aren't generally <sighs> that type of player. And Jackson, Trevor Lawrence comes in, kicking their ass. Their defense is beating up on that off- like sick offensive line. I don't know what they were thinking. So it, I think it was the second worst. Um, upset for like a team that was guaranteed a playoff spot if they won. Yeah, I loved what Jacksonville did. I was watching that game early in the red zone, and they kept putting that game on. I was loving every every minute of it. Um, I'll tell you what Jacksonville did. They came out super aggressively on defense, and they made Carson Wentz beat them. They they took away Jonathan, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Taylor, Jonathan yeah. Taylor Thomas, um, and they uh, the other thing they did. They played old school style. They took the points every chance they got. They took the three points four times. And before you know, you got to do. I don't know why teams don't do that. I don't understand this. Go for it on fourth down. Even the the Chargers were like, "Oh, you're Jacksonville. You got nothing to lose. Why don't you just go for it?" And it's like, no, they took the points and they put Jackson. They put Indy in a big hole. Yeah, you take points. You put. I don't understand this new. They made them play from behind. And they took Jonathan Taylor away. They took Jonathan Taylor away to start the game, and then they they built up a big deficit, and they made Carson Wentz beat him. And can't they couldn't do it. Can't do they, it. They, it was a great game plan. It really was. And uh, kudos to Jacksonville and Indy. Oh my God, to to come away. There there was a team no one wanted to play in the playoffs. How hot they were, and now they're not in the playoffs. It's just hilarious to me. 
just terrible. Insane. The other AFC East or AFC South um, divisional matchup in Week 18, Texans hosting the Titans. Titans got close there for a minute, but uh, yeah. Titans able to to squeak out a win. They lock up the number one seed. But with the Colts losing this game, that opened the door for the Steelers, which seems like a really, <laughs> really, really long shot. So yeah, it was like we I talked it was to, impossible. We, I know, right? And then. The Steelers I think three were three weeks also, ago they were considered out of the playoffs, the Steelers. They were also losing with two minutes to go in the fourth quarter of this this week. Ben pulls one out of his oversized butt, and they're able to squeak one out against the Ravens at the very end. I think he converted like a fourth and nine on that final drive is like his best throw in six months. Uh and the Steelers were alive. And so they're like, We're in the playoffs, and then all yeah. they needed was a non-tie for the Sunday night game in order to get in. Which pretty much was almost a certainty at one point. I think we were all joking about it last week. We are like, oh, well, the Colts will never lose. And then the Steelers have to win. And it's like all these other dominoes have to put. And then they got to get to overtime. And then they have to be tied at the end of overtime. Like, yeah, and it's like not, it can't all happen. Like and what are the chances? Yeah. yeah, and then you're sitting there Except with 37 seconds to go, and you're like, oh, my God, is this going to happen? Like, it's going to be a tie. I wish I fucking put some money on this one. Oh, my God, it was fantastic. When they take the field goal, they win the game. And I told you, I've been telling you, that, that tie's going to play a part in it. You did. You said yeah. that, and it's funny. Hey, tie's better than a loss. It's better than a loss. Better did than they, loss. Did they tie the Lions? They tied the Lions. Wow. Yep. What a joke. <laughs> they needed 70 minutes to fight the Lions to a stalemate, and they're in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, right. They're in the playoffs, and they did it. But, you know, that um, that game, man, that was crazy. I mean, I and at a certain point, the refs looked like they were trying to make it a tie. Because yeah. if you remember that very end, uh, at the very end there, fucking Vegas is just absolutely pounding the ball through uh, San Diego, like or not San Diego, L.A., and uh, they can't defend the run for the life of them. I think that's their real problem. It's like Josh Jacobs is just tearing through them. Then I don't know if it was Josh, J- Josh Jacobs or another running back. Brutal face mask after like a 10-yard run or a first down run. They just walked it off. They didn't say anything because that would literally put them in a field goal range. And then Dick Cheese McFarland over there <laughs> <laughs> takes a timeout when Oakland's like clearly just going to run out the clock because they don't, they're not going to... Wait, so th- this is where I'm confused because Brandon Staley is getting absolutely pilloried in the media for calling that yeah. timeout. But yeah, so here's the situation: it's after second down. The so in, inside two minutes, the Raiders had a first first and ten from basically midfield. They run the ball on first down, run the clock all the way down, run the ball on second down, and this yeah. is where they ran the clock all the way down inside yeah. of 40 seconds, like four seconds to go on the play clock. At that point, Brandon Staley calls a timeout. Right. With four seconds to go, if he was trying to preserve time on the clock to force them to punt, wouldn't he do it right after the play when there's 39 seconds on the play clock? Well, regardless, he took the punt timeout, he said, to put in his run defense. It's yeah. like, if you didn't have your run defense in already, you should be fired. But for some... only did he, put, he didn't put his run defense in, though. He took off a linebacker and put on another safety. Well, that's, so, yeah. that's my problem with the timeout. You took a timeout to get into better run personnel, so he says, right? And you took out a linebacker and put in the, there you put go. In the safety. And it that's my, the problem I have with it. You didn't get into better run personnel. And then Okay, so Oakland, it's not the timeout basic, that's the problem. It's the substitution. Well, no, but also, I mean, you're not going to get the ball back. 
they have three timeouts. Like if they let them take the timeout, but it's and they then, didn't save any time. That's the thing is there was four seconds to go on the play clock. They didn't save any time. They did it to substitute. Now you can say the substitution was stupid, but it doesn't mean the timeout was stupid. I think the whole thing was stupid. I don't think you should have been doing any of it. It seemed like Oakland probably the coach on the other sideline was trying to give him a wink and nod for the whole fucking yep. overtime. I'll like, hey, let's take teams. a timeout. Yeah. Let, yeah, let's fucking call it a day. We'll both get in. But do you understand the timeout saved four seconds when if he wanted to save time, he could have saved 40 this seconds? This is also the man that went for it on fourth down on his own 18. So I don't know what he's thinking. You keep distracting from the question. The question is, I don't get why the timeout's dumb. I get, I get that he acted dumb afterwards with the... It with looks the, bad to Oakland. But the how? They still had timeouts. What are you wasting our time for here? The game's over. We're done. No, he's and trying to put in a better defense to keep them from running the ball into field goal range, which is exactly what happened. He but he didn't. He but didn't it doesn't make the timeout <laughs> dumb. It makes the decision. I think it after makes the whole the thing dumb. dumb. The timeout the is dumb. Also, the entire decision is dumb. You like him. You like this coach. No, I'm saying I don't understand why the timeout is being treated like like he fucked over the Raiders. Like the Raiders because, forgot well, Oakland, that the Chargers all the had Oakland timeouts. players were saying that you know. Oh, should we take timeouts to, you know, try and time this perfectly and work our way down to get a field goal or not? No, you know, hey, we got the ball. It's going to be a tie. We'll call it a day. And the coach and the quarterback both said, well, then they took a timeout and we started being like, oh, well, now we have time to figure this all out. Whatever. We weren't going to do it. So it gave, it gave time for the Raiders coaching Raiders. staff to make a better decision. Sounds like, yeah. I'm going to explain Basically. why the timeout is dumb. To go, okay. to go okay. for the win. I need this because okay. I can't understand why it, why it is. The timeout is dumb for two reasons. Number one is the reasoning and what you did with that reasoning. And you take out a linebacker and you put on a safety to get in better run defense. That's number one, okay? Number two is you waited till there was four seconds left on the play clock. You should have called it immediately after second down. Right. Why even waste your time? Why, why sec- waste 36 seconds? Call the timeout right away. Because they waited for them to line up to see what, what their formation looked like. And then they decided, no. we're going to get fucked in this play. They're clearly going to run. They already got <laughs> they got fucked anyways. The guy got the first down and like eight yards. But once again, you're not talking done. about the timeout. You're talking about the substitution. Well, no, I think it just, I think Oakland in the time, they weren't looking like, oh, we took a timeout with four seconds. They're probably like, what the fuck are they doing over there? Like they're trying them. to get lined we're up. Gonna, we're gonna go fucking for the win now. I loved Chris Collins. It was it was like a pissing match, and San Diego just pissed them off enough to be like, "All right, fuck you guys. We're gonna kick, let's look, we're gonna win." Let's look at it Al differently. Mike, the uh, it's a fifty-seven yard kick. Yeah, you put but, in heavy personnel, and you hold them to two yards, and it's a fifty-five yard kick. Good luck. Take your chances. That's you know? what they should. And by the way, if there's time left, you get the ball on what? The 45 with Justin Herbert, who is slinging it. They were just down 15 points late in the fourth quarter with four minutes to go. And Herbert is just an absolute machine. That play he made with time expiring for the touchdown, where he's rolling to his left and throws an absolute fucking laser beam to, to Palmer, that was incredible. The guy was double covered, and he threw the ball so hard, the two DBs. I mean, Justin Herbert was fantastic. And I talked about last week the most disappointing teams in the league, and I said the Browns. The Chargers with that quarterback, there's no way you shouldn't make the playoffs with that. Literally. This, I feel like this coach is blowing it. He's going with the uh, percentages. 
and going for fourth. I mean, how many fourth downs did they go for against us? And they got blown out. A million. Fucking Billy Bean over there. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <On> football. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it puts in perspective Anthony Lynn going 3-13 and 13 with Justin Herbert. That's insane. I've been a big supporter of Brandon Staley, too. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't see a, a legitimate reason to do that. And, and 57 yards, okay. You want to take a time out there? Okay. But at least put better personnel and, and you know, a 10-yard gash right up the middle. Give me a break, dude. That's, that's what I would say. So the, the last thing I want to say on this decision is mm. if they didn't call a timeout, everybody yeah. believes the Raiders were going to run the ball, right? They weren't going yeah. to take a knee. They were in shotgun. Right. Yeah, they were going to run. They were going to run the ball. And so it might have been the exact same outcome. I, I mean, it I might, would take my chances they, with a linebacker instead. Yeah, but you don't know they would have kicked it. They might have just let the run, clock run at that point. If they got to the same spot on the field, why wouldn't they kick it? The Raiders had the opportunity to be the five seed instead of the seven seed and go to Cincinnati instead of go to Kansas City. That's oh, really? that's a powerful motivator. That's true. Yeah, that all right. I, I can give you that, but I, I definitely see it from both sides here where it's like, I don't know. I think the Chargers blew it. They had that game I think in, their, in, in their pocket the whole time if they wanted. They're a much better team, and... Their coach is a complete moron. They were down 15, 15 points with five minutes to go. They had the game in their pocket. They were a better team going in. They're a better they team going won in. That game. They should have won that game. Yeah. They have more talent. they supposed to have a better coach. Like, the Raiders coach got fired six weeks ago in a scandal. I like the new guy, though. I like him, too. I want him I to stay. I kind of like him, too. I think he should stick stick around. What the hell is his got- name? Rick Bisaccia. Bisaccio. Oh, okay. I thought he was Armenian for a second. I was give him props. <laughs> oh, he's got a great look to him. Great he look. He does. He looks like a football coach. Old school. Crazy. Old school indeed. Uh, how passionate game. we were, just real quick, how passionate we were about that game speaks to how great a game that was. That's a oh, memorable that's game. Fantastic. We'll be remembering that for you. Herbert. Oh, my God. Herbert that was kid tremendous. Put the right pieces around that kid and... That's that's the quarterback. I would. I mean, we've we've talked about it before. It's Mahomes and him for me. Yeah, it's a short list. It's a short list, yeah. and he's right at the top of it. Uh, and yeah, the 49ers go into L.A. the Rams for this game, and uh, they win in overtime. It ended up being at the end the uh, the Rams didn't have anything to play for once it got to overtime because the Cardinals had lost to the Seahawks. But still, the Niners beat them. Uh, they get into the playoffs because of it. Jimmy G guts one out with a, uh, who knows, busted thumb of some sort. Debo Samuel, unstoppable. Absolutely Insane. unstoppable. Hey, kudos to Jimmy G for playing through pain for the first time. In finally, right? He's you know? finally hearing the noise. Trey Put Lance is in. under the bench right now. Put that needle in and let's let's see what we got, you know? <laughs> Debo Samuel. Is a beast. To, oh. to think that we drafted Nikhil Harry over him is just frightening. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. He's like one of the hardest guys in the entire NFL with the ball in his hands. Like he's he's insane. He's top five. Did he throw a touchdown too. He threw a touchdown. It was a jump. I mean, pass. they hand the ball off to him regularly. Yeah. We got it from just the Patriots percent. What I don't know why I, I'm coming back to this, but why why does Janu? What why is there no trying to get Janu Smith into the game plan? Yeah, I don't know what that. I feel like we try and use him too. Like the only time we're throwing to him is in like short stuff. He's fast as hell. Put him against a running back and let him run down a seam or down the field. Week 18, we still haven't figured out a way to use him. I'd say safety. One one carry for five yards, zero targets. But what are we doing here? We just paid this guy $40 million for him. Yeah. 
four years. Can we can we figure out a way to fucking use this guy? You know, for at least for the sake of you know, we're paying him so much. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Take the pressure off Hunter Henry. So here's our wild card: Vegas at Cincinnati. We'll go into into these games uh, in more depth. Vegas at Cincinnati. Steelers at Kansas City. Philly going to Tampa. San Fran at Dallas. Arizona versus the Rams uh, in L.A. and the Patriots going to Buffalo. Third matchup this year, already looking like it's going to be a nasty forecast. We are a few days ahead. We're recording this on Tuesday. Looking like it's going to be cold, potential snow. I would say the shittier the better for the Patriots. Yeah. right. Not just cold. Not just cold. Fucking freezing. Cold as hell. Between one and ten degrees right now is the forecast. So man, Mac Jones, suit up, suit up, Mac Jones. Um, Also of note, Jalen Mills placed on the COVID list. Unclear if he'll remain there through the game, uh, based on whatever his status is. The look, the game one, shitty weather with the wind and everything. Wind would be great this week, but. Wins totally, it makes it like a standalone game. And then they, they play again a few weeks later in Foxborough. Uh, it was kind of close, but it just, it felt the whole time like the Bills had control of that game. Yep. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen played mistake-free football. He had a lot of time to work with. They didn't find digs until the second half, and then they couldn't stop finding them at that point. Slot receiver, Isaiah McKenzie, lit us up time and time again against Miles Bryant. So I got a couple ideas for how we can slow them down. Number one is we need to double cover Stefan Diggs about half the time. The other half of the time, JC Jackson can t- take him, but I don't I don't want to see JC Jackson one-on-one against Stefan Diggs all game. I think that that's a recipe for 100 yards. Uh, we cannot let the slot receiver dominate us again. Going to have to do something with the middle linebacker. Jamie Collins used to absolutely light people up running across the middle. And if they run too deep for him to do that, I would say just follow him. Just run and follow them. Uh, and then that ties into yeah. the way we have to rush the passer, which is, you know, if you're going to rush to contain him in the pocket, which they almost always do with players like Josh Allen and Josh Allen specifically, then you don't need to contain him with the pass rush and have a quarterback spy at middle linebacker. You could free that guy up to help with the slot right. receiver. Well, that's that's what they did last time. But in the first game, and as we've seen, when Buffalo plays bad, people pressure him, send extra guys in the blitz. I think they should do the controlled rush, like you were saying, with four guys, and they should be sending a fifth rusher every single fucking snap from somewhere else. And Josh Allen doesn't know what to do. That's when Josh Allen starts freaking out and juggling the ball and not knowing what's going on and tossing the ball, you know, throwing picks. Uh, I really hope we get Duggar back for this game. Um, And, you know... What they did last time was smart by their coaching staff where they kind of saw that the Patriots were going to try and take away their top targets, which was Dawson Knox, who was barely in the game. Um, Stephon Diggs, as you said, Granny, but then they ended up making an adjustment in the second half for that. But they kind of played with it. They were like, okay, you want to cover our best guys and stuff like that. We're going to run the ball and we're going to throw to our slot receiver. And that opened things up for them because we couldn't really stop that because that wasn't our plan. So I think we have to... Beat up Josh Allen, of course, and just, um, you know, not outsmart ourselves too much uh, on on the coverages and stuff like that. I'm worried if we have to go to man, but hopefully our zone's in full form. Now, offensively, run the ball. Run the damn ball on a short yardage plays. Run the ball. Let Matt get into some kind of groove, um, but, you know, hopefully we don't have to play from behind because it'll be a tough one. 
I have I have a little bit of a different theory. I'd like to see J.C. Jackson cover uh, Stephon Diggs the whole game, and I'd like to see a lot more zone blitz where you keep J.C. Jackson in man with Stephon Diggs all day, mm-hmm. and you kind of confuse Josh Allen so he doesn't know where the pressure is coming from. I would I would love to see us put six seven guys in coverage every play and make the run beat us. And whether that's QB spy, maybe you get Uche in there. I would love to see that, but it's probably not going to happen. Um, I don't want Josh Allen to beat us in the run. I, if it's Devin Singletary or Zach Moss or whoever, go ahead and beat us there. But the second and third receivers have been the problem when we've played Buffalo in the last or the last time we played them. Yeah. And whether whether or not you can confuse Josh Allen, I mean, you couldn't do it last time, and you were playing a lot of man. I'd like to see a lot more zone in this game. Totally agree that the the way to cause Josh Allen to make shitty mistakes is to make him play fast and put extra pressure on him and make him do things before he's completely comfortable and thought through everything. So I, I do want to send five guys, six guys in some circumstances, but I want to be picky about it. I don't want to do it all the time. So I want to right. do it. Spe- to because he is their running game. Last yeah. Time, you know, oh, I know. Yeah, he's, he's their almost leading rusher. So I think the opportunity to send those extra rushers is on third and short to medium particularly third and medium, like four yards, five yards, six yards, because then you could try to make, they're going to convert that if he's got time, almost every single time is what it feels like from our previous two matchups. So that's the time to make them make a mistake, turn the ball over or throw an errant pass and uh, get that, get that stop defensively. Yeah. I think that's if we time. win, if we win the coin toss for fuck's sake, take the ball, take the ball. I, Take the ball and start running it. I don't care if you run it three straight times and have to punt. You know, get the run game established and then use that to set up the pass. Because I'm, I don't want to see forced passes. Um, you know, that's that's what's been happening lately. We've been falling behind, and you can't fall up. You can't fall behind against this. Correct. Well, yeah, and we don't have the talent to come back. I think if we do fall behind, that's the real problem. But it's been a recurring theme all year. If we fall yeah. behind, we are in trouble. We don't have the players to play catch up on offense. Absolutely, you know, you have someone... absolutely critical to play from ahead. Yeah. Offensively, what I think would be massive for us is if we could somehow force them to not have both safeties in the box the whole fucking game. That's what it just ruins the run game because Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde are both really good safeties and they're especially yeah. really good tackling safeties. And so it, it, it just breaks off those second and third level runs in our running game, and we wind up with a three yards per carry average. So Aguilar didn't play in the previous game. The game before that, we didn't throw it, so they were not they were going to be up the line of scrimmage. So I think Aguilar's got the potential to space the field a little bit, but also okay. we need to do that with play calls. We need to make them feel like we will throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. Right. Yeah. And if we can get them to back off a little bit, it's really going to help the run game be more productive. Even if they yeah. just see it, even if they just see Aguilar on go, go route for the first couple routes, you know, um, I think that could free up a lot of things for hopefully Kendrick Bourne. We got to get him involved. And John Smith. We got to uh, get him involved. I don't know why we don't try to run more seam routes with both tight ends at the same time, because that would really that. free up the safeties and, you know, you could do different things with Aguilar and Bourne in those circumstances. Literally, it seems like they're like a, we're afraid to do something like that. Yeah, I think we got to throw the kitchen sink at them. Switch it up. Do things you haven't done before. Go go nuts. Like they need to 
I mean, this is it. This is the playoffs. That's a trick play here and there. Go for it. Fucking throw the kitchen sink at him this week. And if you get to next week, great. You can throw the kitchen sink at him again. But yeah. Set the over under at 0.5. For trick plays? For Jacoby Myers to throw a touchdown pass. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, right. I'm I'm taking the over. Yeah. James, I think you're touching on a good point. And we saw it firsthand in the first game the Patriots and Bills played was that team can turn into an emotional train wreck in a heartbeat. That coach gets yes. fired up. Everybody gets all pissy. Josh Allen gets fired oh, up. Yeah. So, safeties, so a, sometimes that happens because of the referees, but for whatever uh, power the Patriots might be able to have to force them to, to be over emotional, meaning playing on the edge of the rules, late shifts, on both offense and defense, late substitutions, that type of stuff. Yeah. Just trying to do whatever you can to get them flustered. Get in their heads. Yeah, yep. I think that could be a, a major edge. Uh, offensively, block up Ed Oliver. He's been taking over games in the pass rush on the interior. Got to focus on him. If we don't have Isaiah Wynn at left tackle, then that becomes two areas of concern. Well, do we they, can they just put Owenu there? I would uh, see. They did put Owenu in. Where was Owenu playing? He played at tackle, and okay, then so he he played, he, a, he played a guard when Karras went in at center. So he did play at left tackle. No, I mean he played a tight end. That's what I meant to say. Tight end on paper. Well, I mean, on paper, it makes sense to put Trent Brown at left tackle and on Wenu at right tackle. But right. Trent hasn't played there all season, or he hasn't played there in years since he was Wen- with the Patriots last time. And a Wenu wasn't particularly like, great at right tackle. I feel like on Wenu is good no matter no matter where you put him, and I just want to see more of him. I don't care if it's in the tight end spot. Um, I think we'll as, see plenty of him as, right there. As a six offensive lineman, that's fine. But for me, it's like, why is this thing based on seniority? He's He's been arguably your best offensive lineman for the last two years. And for him to get 46% of the snaps or whatever he's getting, I feel like is an injustice to him. Yeah. And, you know, he's earned the right to be in there. Put him in there. I don't care where you put him. But especially with, if Isaiah wins out, I want to see him the entire game. Yeah. And then the last most obvious thing that every everyone and their mother is going to say, we need to win the turnover battle. Patriots lose the turnover battle. They're just not winning. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been the case for a while. That's generally the case for most teams. And we've been losing it and getting pretty close. Like, you know, last week against Miami, we were one turnover away from winning that game. We never got it. We never got the turnover. We turned it over twice. So I agree. I mean, if we turn the ball over and have these dumbass mistakes on special teams and fourth downs, as we were saying, it's going to be a big problem. Uh, it's going to be a big problem, and we got to. It's got to be. We got to play a really, really sound game. Yeah, we do. I want to see an ugly game. I want to see ugly running attack. Six offensive linemen in there. And you don't have to do it all the time like you did a few weeks ago. But I mean, it's going to be cold as shit. You guys <laughs> shit. know. You guys know from playing your playing days how fucking much it sucks to tackle someone in negative you know whatever it is yeah how much it hurts to do that consistently and we have a nice little stable of running backs where we can we can go in there and run on them we've proven it um they're not the best run defense and i mean i'm telling you you tackle someone two three times in a row you're gonna feel that and you're not gonna want to do it again oh it's gonna hurt yeah especially damian harris with that head of steam How's Ramondre Stevenson looking? Is he, because he came out of the game. He came, he he came out of the game. He came back in. They put yeah. him back in. And he looked like he had a little concussion symptoms, possibly. Um, but he came back in after they took him out. 
Gotcha. He practiced. Yeah, I mean, today. like you're saying, I mean, we ran the ball against them. The, our last loss, great. I mean, Damian Harris had 18 carries for 103 yards and three TDs that game, like in a 31-yard uh, little sprint there. So we know Damian can run against them. Um, they didn't see Stevenson last time. So that's great. A lot of big personnel in there. On Wenu, Johnu Smith, Jakob Johnson. Make these guys feel you. You know what I yeah. mean? Because Who were we missing for last game? Do you know? Aguilar, uh, Kendrick Bourne was a surprise activation coming off the COVID list. He, he really didn't, didn't do good. much. Well, he didn't he look didn't good. Look uh, it hasn't looked quite as good since then, although I, I, I could see that changing yeah. for this game. He doesn't look like he's – I mean, he's they're running in. He's getting smashed against Miami on one of those uh, – it was like a screen play where he tried to cut inside. And they, the, guy, the guy absolutely hammered him. And you look down at, at Kendrick Bourne and he's smiling. I, I fucking love that kid. We don't do nearly as much screen as many screens as we used to. Or Kendrick Brown, please, or Kendrick Bourne, please, man. He's he's a player. Yeah, he had a great near first down last game where he went like was third and eighteen. They just handed it off to him and he just kept rolling. Yeah. So, what do we got for predictions? Do you have right. enough faith to go with the Pats in this game? Yeah, I do. I'm gonna pick for him. I'm gonna say Pats twenty six seventeen. God, I feel like I always pick. A lot of field goals. Nick Folk's going to have a huge game with fucking three or four field goals. I'm going to go 2017 pass. I think it's a tight game. It's a a tough game. And um, I'll just just run the shit out of the ball. You know, set up set up the play action and let let one of these guys get over the top. You know, yes. Nice. Almost almost had my bet exactly 20 to 16 Patriots. I think the Bills are going to get stopped a few times. Critical spots in the red zone, and McDermott's going to try to go against his tendencies and kick field goals. I think you can have Coach McDermott for sure. Uh, I think you just got to get that that redheaded temper fired up. Yeah, I think you got to so. get them all fired up. That's it's not that hard to do. We need a special teams play. Will this we, guy make a special teams play? This coach can he can he coach up something like a blocked punt for Christ's sake? I feel like we haven't had return. a blocked punt or punt return or kickoff return. Or anything worth a damn on special teams in forever. That would be For huge. Sake, right? It's been all season. Nothing. Let's get one fucking play. I mean, hopefully it doesn't save this guy's job. But I just, I just want to see something. I think he's fired regardless. And at this point, it's how much pride he leaves with. So he better fucking coach something up. <laughs> <laughs> Take your chances, buddy. Okay, so that's the Saturday night game. Uh, other games this weekend, Vegas, Cincy, Steelers, Kansas City, Philly, Tampa, San Fran, Dallas, and Cardinals, Rams. What's what's your favorite one? What's the one you're looking for? We have a Monday night game even this weekend. You know, it's I, I mean, there's no, I, I really actually am looking forward to the Vegas-Cincinnati uh, game. I think that's just, there are two, you know, newer teams to the playoffs in recent years. Bengals has been forever. Vegas, I feel like it's been a while too. And, uh... You know they're flashy, they're young, they got they got some talent, and I, I haven't really got to see a ton of them, so I'm kind of excited for that. I would love the Pittsburgh at Kansas City game to be great, but they met what three weeks ago, and Kansas City absolutely kicked the was like 35 nothing in the first half or something. I don't know what to think about that, but then I guess San Francisco and Dallas has a lot of a lot of flair. Yeah. That's that's definitely the one for me. 49ers at Cowboys. So 49ers. much the Charles Haley Bowl. It just, it's got yeah, Deion Sanders' the, bowl. It's cast. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, oh it's God. them, they're back. Going to see some that's, incredible clips. I think that's the game 
besides the Patriots that, that I'm really looking forward to. 49ers, Cowboys, it just brings back so much nostalgia yeah. from when I was a kid growing up, uh, just the names themselves. And that's a good one. I think the Chiefs should beat the Steelers fairly handily. Um, Buccaneers should beat the Eagles. Patriots, Bills, man. I mean, that's 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 a, that's a great game to watch. Every, great I mean, game. Saturday night. You can tell by the uh, what the NFL thinks by where the time slots are. Like clearly, the the San Francisco Dallas game is their favorite because I, I feel like the four thirty time slot the best. Everyone yeah. everyone across the country can watch it, has the time to watch it, not going to sleep or, or not being awake type of thing. So right, yeah, know. I agree. And then Cardinals Rams. I mean, two teams that don't really like each other, divisional opponents, uh, both really really explosive teams. Um, Decent, decent defense on the Rams and really good defense on the Cardinals. And that's a tough game. Um, I wouldn't want to put money on that one. No. Yeah, I'm glad that one's Monday night. Underwhelming teams at this point. Yeah. Start two teams started so hot and that really. What do you guys think of the uh, the, bed. the Saturday games, the short week? Um, how do you guys feel about that? Like um, being like playoff schedule. Yeah. What do you guys think? Being fair or not? I mean, I don't know. The Saturday game. Saturday night's not terrible. I feel like the Saturday at 4.30 is a little quick. Especially for the Raiders that played it's a on... a quick turnaround to be in the playoffs, man. I, you they know. played Sunday night. The Raiders played Sunday night. You're going to have them on a Saturday game? You know, that's yeah. kind of brutal. Those early games on Saturdays are always the worst game. But, I mean, I that's a if... good matchup, man. I mean, the Raiders match up pretty well with the Bengals and, and Bengals offense, vice versa. It's... I don't really like us on a Saturday night time slot either. I would have much rather us at you know one on Sunday or something. But it's going to be as cold be, as possible yeah. on Saturday night. Yeah, I know. I hope that favors us. I mean, it could just be a really sloppy game, and who knows what happens. I mean, like a lot of fumbles. I, I'll tell you the other thing that really pissed me off about this Miami loss is I wanted to go to a Patriots home game in the playoffs. And, you know, like from a selfish perspective, like it sucks. Yeah. So it was week 18, we hit Black Monday for coaches, and it was a bloody one, I got to tell you. So Vic Fangio, they didn't waste one second. He was fired almost immediately. Uh, Turns out that Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, both get shown the door in Minnesota. Total overhaul of that organization. Let's see, Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace, both out in, in Chicago. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are just dismantling organizations inside that division right now. Jaguars and Raiders jobs have been open. We talked about the Raiders possibly hanging on to uh, Bisaccia over there. And then Joe Judge was fired today. They waited an extra day, it seems like, from word on the street. They're looking for a general manager, and it's going to be a lot easier to entice one without Joe Judge as a... Oh, absolutely. As the head because coach. Because didn't their guys just step down or was going to step down or something? Dave Gettleman retired four years too late, four years after he Yeah, Yeah. That's what happened. And then, uh, the what's big, his name The big over surprise, there? Brian Flores, Miami Dolphins. They come Terrible. off a huge win. He sweeps Bill Belichick this season. I think he's won at least three, if not four, consecutive wow. games against Belichick. They swept Bill this year. Yeah. And they fired him. They fired him. That's the shot. I, and it, it's amazing. Amazing. He's got that team headed in the right direction. You know, I, I think he's got a lot of um, – there's got to be a lot of things behind the scenes. I don't think Brian Flores is the easiest guy to get along with behind the I scenes. I see that. But he's got the team playing well. You know, they won seven straight. You don't do that by chance. Um, they beat the Patriots, you know, pretty handily, right, this last game. Um, 
they got some calls. But I, I like Brian Flores as a coach. He's already got an um, interview with Chicago. That's a great job for him. Oh, yeah. I think Chicago's heading in the right direction. That's one of the more desirable jobs. Um, He'll make that defense sick. He is yeah. a great defensive coordinator. I would love him back as a defensive coordinator. He's definitely, like you said, turned around the Miami organization. Um, he's brought in a lot of good talent there. You know, he did what he was supposed to. He went, I mean, last game of the season, you thought maybe he was vying for his job. He beats the Patriots uh, against a full pow- you know, full squad of Patriots. Not like we were sitting starters by any means. Um, has a winning record and is, you know, one game effectively out of the playoffs. Goes on a, however, seven, eight game winning streak, whatever it was, after having a terrible start. I can't believe, you know, like you said, there's got to be something behind the scenes. They must not actually like him or want to deal with him or something because he is I think he's a good coach. It feels personal, doesn't yeah. it? Um, but I like him, and I hope I hope to see him coaching for an NFL team. Now, Joe Judge, holy shit, man. I can't believe it took so long for him to get fired. He was uh, saying he was felt wicked confident about his job. Yeah, good for him. He's like, I don't, I'm not getting fired. Nope. It's very weird. It's very unusual to see a special teams coach, special teams coach, get a get a head coaching job, isn't it? How many times? John is that? Harbaugh. John Harbaugh. Okay. Did you see but what the uh, Dolphins president said about um, he wouldn't? He doesn't want to be the guy that takes uh, Jim Harbaugh from Michigan. Is Jim or John? Jim. Was Jim Jim's in Michigan. Jim. Right. He does. He doesn't want to be the guy that takes him. Okay. All right, buddy. Well, good luck with your head coaching search, and I hope the Dolphins suck forever. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, but Joe Judge, did you see one of the plays he called this week? A third and nine from your own, like, six, and he QB sneaks it? Oh, yeah. Third yeah. and nine? What the fuck was that, dude? <laughs> and uh, uh, kudos to the, to the Bears as well for um, they never fire anyone in season. You know, that's one, things I, that's one of the things I respect about that. Like, don't fire the guy in season. You hired him for a reason. Let him, let him stick it out. I think that... Yeah. Not going to get any better at this point. Yeah, you know. He should have been fired a while ago. I was convinced when we we were watching the draft together, and I was like, the Bears have to make a move to draft a quarterback because Nagy and Pace are on the cutting block, and that's the only way to extend your lifespan is to tie it to a rookie quarterback. And even with their best efforts, they still both get shown the door. Uh, it's a it's a decent job. Obviously, it's a great fan base with incredible history at that team. The cap sheet is kind of in shambles, and you're gonna have to get somebody that can figure out how to get the best out of Justin Fields. Um, but they they haven't had success with offensive coaches previously, yeah. so you kind of want to get somebody that matches the character of the city, the grittiness. And Brian Flores seems like a perfect match. I think they'd be oh, lucky I love to it. have him. I think that's a great. I think so fit. too. I think it's yeah. a good fit. You see, the uh, the Jaguars are. Um, interviewing was the Bill O'Brien. Whoa, blast oh. from the past! Did you see him yeah. during the national championship game? So he's the offensive coordinator with the with Alabama. Like the first, the first possession Alabama had. I think they they had an incompletion or something on third down, or maybe it was a penalty. And he was throwing a full on tantrum in the booth. It was, and I'm talking about arms flailing, screaming obscenities. I didn't, I didn't notice. <laughs> it was like two seconds into the game, and he was already at a ten on the anger scale. Oh my, yeah. god. oh my god, man! Yeah, I, mean, down, have a heart I was surprised it's not a meme already. It was, it, yeah, he was a spittle flying, red face, the whole thing. He's, awesome. he's unbelievable, man. <laughs> um, who was the other one there? 
Zimmer. I mean, the Vikings job Zimmer, is, is, Zimmer, the, yeah. is the weirdest one because, I mean, talk about the cap-strapped Bears. The Vikings cap is a nightmare with with the guaranteed money that's being dished out to average Kirk. Uh, oh, it finally bites them in the ass. Them and the Saints. The Saints are fucked. Yeah, well, the Saints, uh, the Saints are magicians with the cap. I don't know how they do what they yeah, do. And it keeps biting them in the ass, but one year it eventually comes to roost. So it's like when you're looking at the best teams that for a, a head coach to want to join, it's really it's it's weird. So the like the Vikings are probably the most formed team at this point. They have a quarterback who's at least stable. They got some superstars. They have fairly balanced offense defense. Uh, the Denver might be the best job because they have so much young talent, but they have yeah. they have a black hole at quarterback. Yeah, that's the thing with Denver is is they have a lot of good pieces around that that organization, um, defensively especially, and they have some good weapons offensively. I, lo- I love the Javante pick, uh, kid from UNC. Uh, Tim Patrick plays hard every week. You got Judy, Noah Fant. You got a lot of good players there and. If you could put that thing, I mean, really, the only thing you're lacking is a quarterback, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I know, yeah, they got Melvin Gordon there is still playing pretty well too. I mean, they, I mean, a quarterback you would think would do it. You never know, but yeah, you get one of these veterans that's all pissed off. That's kind of like their mo. Russell Wilson wants out of fucking Seattle. You know, I heard Roethlisberger could go to could go to Denver. That would be stupid. He's gonna yeah, be, be the thin air brings play. him back to life. Yeah. I also also one of these teams. Could get Deshaun Watson. I mean, Deshaun That's, Watson, yeah. Denver, be disgusting. Like, they're immediately a, a, a contender. contender. I, I would say, yeah. right? Oh um, yeah. And then I'm just looking around at Ryan Day is a coaching uh, coaching candidate. I know Denver's reached out to Gerard Mayo, our linebackers coach, um, sick for the head coaching for the head coaching job. I don't know really what his qualifications are for head coach. Um, I couldn't say, but. Uh, and then Josh McDaniel is going to get a look somewhere, right? You would imagine at least Jacksonville would, would give him an interview. You would um, have to call them. Call him if you're Jacksonville. Wouldn't you? I mean, you got yeah. you got this quarterback. You need a tackle. Uh, I, would, I mean, you need someone to protect the kid. He's been under duress. They got draft picks and cap space. You could put yeah. together an offensive line that's reasonable, but the, the only hope in that entire organization is Trevor Lawrence. So you got to do whatever you can. <laughs> To make Keep him pan out as best had, as possible. He, he had, by all accounts, his best week of the season against the Colts. So that's a good defense. You know? Yeah. Gashed him up. He looked good. Yeah. Critical so, time. Critical time to come through right there. Yep. 100%. Uh, I, do you guys want to talk about AB a, at all? Or are we just going to dead that? What's he doing now? <laughs> uh, now he's throwing Tom Brady under the bus. Shitting on Brady. Shitting on everything. Brady, shitting on everyone, really. Uh, how come Gronk gets a prove-it deal, but... How come I get a prove-it deal and Gronk gets a good deal? Uh, well, it's because you talked your way out of every fucking place you've ever been. Nobody even knows if you can still play. You're beating up women. You're fucking banging uh, OnlyFans girls. And, and it's becoming public. And it's just like... Sneaking them into the hotel You're a distraction. Yeah. You're a fucking distraction. That's why. And Gronk isn't. Yeah. He's uh, kind of lost it. Good he luck has- to him. Yeah. I guess uh, let's go back to Tom Brady's reference. Compassion. Empathy, whatever. Hopefully not empathy. I don't want to feel whatever hey, he's feeling. How about Tom staying in the game to get Gronk his... Uh, million bucks or something, half yeah. a mil. Pretty cool. Love to see it. Arians came out and defended him big time. 
it's got to be a travesty if Tom Brady didn't win MVP, which is not true. <laughs> it wouldn't be a travesty. It might be a little of an upset, but well, you're saying that's that, what Arian said. Arian yeah, said that. Yeah, he said that. He's yeah. probably saying that because he didn't. He doesn't need to coach the team. Tom Brady's the coach of the team. Yeah, you know? he, should, he should win coach of the year. Literally. <laughs> all right. There was a lot to cover in this week. Uh, crazy week 18 games, all the coaching changes, a massive, massive matchup this weekend in Buffalo, playoffs on at stake. This team has already accomplished what they set out to accomplish, in my mind. Uh, yeah. I think it's been a successful season so far. Uh, the result this weekend could be a cherry on top, or it could just be the end of the season, and then you march into next year. But we'll be back next week to break it all down. Say, talk about what it means, what it means for the future. Uh, I just hope that things go our way. Yeah, me too. Sir. Yeah, me too. Me man. too. I mean, it's going to be a crazy one. Wait, yeah. Who's your guy's dark horse in this? Uh, or who do you think the matchup will be in the Super Bowl at this point? Current conglomerate of teams we got. You go first, Sean. Um, like, what do you think is the most likely matchup in the Super Bowl? Most likely matchup is the most boring matchup. That's, well, that's the most boring pick to make is to go, oh, Kansas City, Green Bay. That's okay, what, what would you like then? Okay, what would you like? Okay, so dark horses. The by the, oh, by the way, the NFC wild cards are way better than the AFC wild cards. Like Arizona is actually a legit team. So is San Fran. True. Yeah. The AFC, it's like the Raiders. The Raiders. That would be a dark horse. Holy shit! If they could win a couple games. Oh um, my. <clears throat> so, I mean, my favorite thing would be Tampa versus the Patriots. Uh, I, <laughs> I I gave you yeah. my most likely, but. Uh, maybe the most fun, the most fun game would be, golly, I'm I'm looking at the matchups right now. How fun would like Cincinnati versus versus Tampa be, or Cincinnati versus I don't want to say Dallas, so maybe Arizona, Cincinnati, Arizona. Would be a lot of fun. That would be a fun game. Arizona's defense is so unpredictable. I'm a huge fan of Vance Joseph. I'm not sure why he's not getting more pub. But uh, he is an absolute wild card. I swear to God, he rolls dice on his play sheet to decide what to call because there's yeah. no rhyme or reason. Uh, I, I was going to say, I think Green Bay has to be in it. I feel like they're, they've been the most consistent, dominant team this year. I know the favorites not always doesn't always win it, but I feel like they got to be in it. And obviously, they like to see the Patriots, but you know, in this situation, uh, I'd kind of like to see Cincinnati or Pittsburgh in there. First Green Bay. I think that'd be. I don't know how for Pittsburgh to get there would really be the story. Like how the fuck they pull that off? That's, like, a joke. that's not even possible. That's not possible. I mean, but Cincinnati might be cool too. I think Joe Burrow's a really good quarterback. If Pittsburgh gonna, gonna be one. If the Steelers got to the Super Bowl this year, I mean, Mike Tomlin needs to be walked straight into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> well, that's the thing for them to get that far. Like the games they'd have to put together would be just hilarious. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I think it's. This is my pick: is Tennessee and Arizona. Tennessee and Arizona, okay. I see the Bucks making it too, but I want to see the Bucks and Patriots. I, I second Sean. That's the best. I I agree with that. You know, yeah. how can you how can you argue that? I think that'd be incredible. And then, uh, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Arizona to win the whole thing. Wow! wow. Wild card two years that, in a row. You, that's because that was your team in the beginning. Is that why you just like them all year? I've liked them all year. A little bit lately, but. I mean, it's just a they got a lot of talent on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Uh, if Kyler Murray could put it together, I think they could beat LA this week. Um, you know, I could see I could I could see Green Bay in it too, but I just feel like Aaron Rodgers will find a way. 
I mean, I, yeah, I don't really want him to win again, but like he he's gonna win again. And he's Tampa, gotta... he's gotta right. And then Tampa's, I feel like they're kind of running out of steam. It's like Brady, like how much can Brady literally put the team on his back and will them to win? That's the because, thing. No Godwin and no AB. Yeah, I mean, it's like and all the distractions from AB. So uh, you know, there, that's a lot, lot to deal with, and I don't even know if Brady's at his age can handle it. Maybe next year for them. I think that I think the better teams are probably in the NFC largely, but Tennessee getting Derrick Henry back and, and especially like resting him this week. Oh yeah, that's when, huge. When he could have possibly played, and then Deontay Foreman or is that his name Deontay? Yeah, he's been incredible. He's since great they, since they brought him in. They got Julio and AJ Brown getting healthy. Um, the defense is not bad. Yeah. You know, Jeffrey Simmons, it's, it's really not a bad defense at all. I think well, They could be game. coming on at the right time. Coach, of the, Coach of the year, Tana. Mike Rabel. Literally. Number one seed. Number one seed, right? Yeah, and number one seed. Everybody's been sleeping on them, and they've come through this injury-riddled um, period. Because Ryan Tannehill sucks. <laughs> but anyone sleeping on them, it's that Ryan Tannehill sucks. And you everyone's do a lot like, worse. well, Ryan Tannehill. You, you definitely can, but he is. he is. Sometimes he is. It's amazing he starts sometimes. Well, this is a good opportunity for him to show us what he can do. Oh, yeah, there you go. All right. You heard it here first. Tennessee, Arizona. Arizona for the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Write up that ticket, submit it, and we'll see how it plays out in a month. All right. All right, that'll do it for us here. Thank you all for listening, and we will be back next week. Peace. All right, guys, see you. Adios.